Hello and welcome to another episode of IJDHTF. Very good. Oh, murders in the building. And it's episode six and seven. Which at the end of episode seven, I have to say, I thought that we only had like one episode left of the season. It sure does feel like that. It's very revealing. But we actually have three more episodes after episode seven. Yeah. So there might be a twist. I'm excited for it. I love a good twist. So let's just get into this one. Episode six starts off with Detective Williams returning home and her wife is like listening to the only murders in the building podcast. And Detective Williams is the detective that was like on the Tim Kono. Like she was like the first to respond and ruled it a suicide. So she's super annoyed because she thinks that true crime podcasts just exploit the victims and their families. And she's like, I was there. It was a suicide. This is like such a waste of time. Yeah. Why are you listening to this garbage? And then when she got to the police station, she was shocked to find out that the toxicology reports and Tim's cell phone weren't ever sent in for analysis. Ooh, dun, dun, dun. So she packaged up that cell phone and left it for Mabel at the Arconia. Because it's like, at that point, she doesn't want to like reopen the case and be like, oh, sorry, I was like negligent and didn't do my job. Um, So I think she was like, well, maybe they can figure out something um, which I think is kind of like a fun. Yeah. Like. And then it's cool as a podcaster, if you were doing a true crime podcast to be given the cell phone of like the murder, yeah. like the person who was murdered that you're following. And then also you're kind of like uncovering something that would have just been swept under the rug. Yeah. Which honestly happens more than I'd like to admit. Oh, for sure. In real life. So... So at the same time, Oliver, Charles, and Mabel, they're still at Tavo's tattoo parlor. And they're just like going through the jewelry and kind of like talking about it. And they're talking about how there was this black market jewelry dealer named Angel. And that's who Tim was trying to take down. And that he was looking for a very specific piece of jewelry. Yeah, which is strange because Tim didn't really seem like type person to take anyone down. Yeah. Like he honestly seemed like the person to be involved in jewelry thief or like the timid person who like knows what's going on but just like steps back and just like maybe allows I mean, things to we happen. didn't really get to see too much of him so yeah so all we get to see are like little flashbacks so mabel's mother shows up and they end up going to mabel's mother's house for dinner and her mother accuses her of just living in the past and is basically like doing this podcast is stupid you're just living in the past you're never going to like be anything because you're spending all this time just thinking about 10 years ago or whatever. I hate it when adults do that. Yeah. Like that happens in real life. Where they're like, a podcast is a waste of time. You'll never live up to your potential doing a podcast. Yeah. And then you're like, well, whatever your depiction of me living up to my potential shouldn't really matter as long as I'm happy, you know? Yeah. So the mother tells Oliver and Charles to leave Mabel alone and they like go back to the city. And then Oscar and Mabel are still hanging out at Mabel's mother's house and they see a photo of Zoe wearing a ring the night that she died, which Oscar then mentions she wasn't wearing when they found her body. Yeah. So then they're like, whoa. 
is this what Tim was looking for? Like this green ring and shocker or not shocker. It is the piece of jewelry that he was looking for. And Charles and Oliver are like mourning the podcast because they're like, man, we were really like hitting our stride. Like Mabel was really cool, whatever. Like we lost one of our crew. And they get a call from their sponsor, Teddy. And they go to his house and he's like showing them this clip of Tina Fey's character talking about their podcast on Jimmy Fallon. But like in a negative light kind of? Like making fun of the podcast being like, oh, they think that the cat had something to do with the yeah. murder. Like really and silly. And he loves it. Teddy loves it because of publicity. Teddy's like, man, my family back in Greece or whatever is going to go crazy over this. They're going to be so jealous. So he offers them $50,000 to continue doing their podcast. Yeah, like he basically gives them like 10 grand an episode or something. Which for just starting out is like a grip. That's huge. That's yeah. a huge amount of sponsor money. So... They're like, oh, we don't know if we can take it because we just lost one of our people. He's like, well, here's the money. Continue doing the podcast. So they take the money, but they're debating if they should rip it up or burn it because they don't feel right cashing a check. Yeah. And like doing the podcast without Mabel. But then they notice on the check that the business name is Angel Inc. Right. Which Because that's associated with well his grandmother's name was like right angelina or whatever but tim was investigating or not investigating well, but the black market jewelry dealer he's trying to take down was named angel yes so now all of a sudden they're like whoa is teddy like the black market jewelry right. dealer so teddy just jumped up to their number one suspect consequentially he's also their podcast sponsor yes and right at the end of the episode Mabel comes walking in and she's like, I just got Tim's phone. Yeah. Like we have to keep going. We just have to figure out the password. Right. Also, another thing that's strange is if Teddy is guilty at this point, like it's very strange to me that he would be funding something that was trying to unravel him. Yes. So to me, that's like almost like, a form of not being guilty, but then at the same time, it's like, well, you also kind of have control over the creative output of that podcast. And can kind of like nip it in the bud where it right. needs to be. Yeah. So we're going to delve a little bit more into Teddy and how he fits into this puzzle right after a word from our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by Victoria Emerson. It all started with an idea to create gorgeous jewelry for everyone. Victoria Emerson is a jewelry line that offers pieces like wrap bracelets, boho cuffs, earrings, and necklaces to bring a little sparkle to everyone's lives. You may have seen them on people like Vanessa Hudgens, Busy Phillips, Brenda Song, and Jessica Alba. They're all huge fans of the brand, and each piece from Victoria Emerson is created with genuine materials like real crystals, stones, pearls, and gold. And they're mainly known for their wrap bracelets and their boho cuff bracelets, but they also feature lines of 14K and 18K gold-plated jewelry. This is the perfect gift if you're already thinking about the holidays. And they'd be great for a mom, a sister, a friend, or, you know, kids just went back to school. If you want to get their teacher, like, a really fun, unique gift, a Victoria Emerson bracelet is the way to go. So they focus on making fashionable jewelry for everyone, 
and they have super inclusive with the most styles offering multiple points to fasten the piece or extension so you can adjust the size. So you can either wear them more snugly, more loosely, any way you want. And they're pieces you'll never wanna take off. They've got your sparkle covered. Brand new styles just landed for the fall season and our listeners can buy one, get one free on the entire collection by visiting victoriaemerson.com slash IJDHTF and using code IJDHTF. Once again, that's victoriaemerson.com slash IJDHTF and using code IJDHTF or click the link in the show notes. Right on. Use that acronym. Yeah. It's my fave. Me too. So episode seven. Yeah. This is a very unique episode and I was on the fence whether I liked it or not because I was like, oh, it's all it's all silent. There's mm-hmm. a lot of sign language. So it's in the perspective of a deaf person, basically. And I actually do kind of like it because it's about a podcast mm-hmm. and podcast is all about like audio. spoken word yeah. audio. So like this incorporation of this just really like makes me happy. Yeah. So this is all told from Theo's point of view, which is Teddy's son. And he was deaf and they show at the beginning kind of like Where Teddy, fits in, yeah. Teddy trying to like show him like this musical soundtrack for carousel and like puts the headphones on his ears and cranks up the volume super, super loud. And is right. like so frustrated that his son can't hear it. They like really develop his character in this episode. And I guess how this episode came about was they had planned on actually having more dialogue throughout the episode and recorded more dialogue throughout the episode. And then in editing, decided to remove all the audio and just did the muffled noise because they felt like it, like, gave a bigger impact to the episode, which I actually think was a risky move, but I think it worked. Yeah, especially with this type of show where it's like, well, how would it be, you know, with no audio kind of thing? Well, and, like, this show relies so heavily on, like, the comedy yeah. That it's like the fact that they can still make it funny without any audio is really like telling. Yeah, it's like pretty witty. Yeah. Still. So So especially when um the two main characters go on a date, uh well Bozo and um You mean Charles? Charles and uh and Jan. Yeah, and Jan. Which we'll get to that in a moment, but This kind of starts off with some flashbacks to the night that Zoe died. And Zoe's kind of like flirting with Theo, who's kind of like, because they're stealing things from his apartment. And he's like behind like a little peephole. And Zoe sees him and is like signing to him. It's basically the flashback to the same flashback we saw earlier. But you realize that he was also He was like secretly behind a, a secret passage. And... What's interesting is the woman that died that we found out that died Mm -hmm. that they've been talking about earlier on fell off the ledge or whatever. She knew he was behind the door. So it's kind of like there's it's like filling in the blanks kind of like, oh, like, oh, she was stealing this jewelry, but they knew that she was stealing the jewelry. Yeah, which. Makes me think, like, was this an afterthought? Like, did they start writing the season and then they were like, I need something more in here. And they then wrote his character in? I don't think so. I think that they must have always had some sort of clue of where it was going. 
Because I this is the first time Theo's character really was introduced. We've seen him in the background a few times, which is kind of how I felt about like Sting's manager or like people like that, where I'm like, these people that we see in the background, one of them is going to have something to do with the murder. Right. So it doesn't shock me that he has more to do with the story than we originally knew. So basically you see a lot of Zoe flirting with Theo and the night that she died, he has to ask for the ring back because his father was like pissed and was like, you have to get that ring back. Yeah. So he asked for the ring back and he's like, oh, someday like I'll buy you a real ring. He signs it obviously. He doesn't say what Yeah, he's but. completely 100% dead. So she gives the ring back, and then she's frustrated because she had just gotten in an argument with Oscar, and they're, like, on again, off again, and then he's asking for the like, ring back, and she's obviously drunk. Right, and he's also trying to woo her because he has a crush on her. Yeah, and I think she looks at him and goes, oh, you're too good for me, kind of. Kind of. She also was kind of like, you think you're too good for me? That too. So she was like, you think this thing, and it's like, so she yeah. starts like shoving him repeatedly and then ends up falling off the edge of the building and dying. Right. And the only person who witnessed this was Tim Kono. Right. So then it shows. Which we already knew. Yeah. Yeah. So then we see Teddy going to Tim Kono and being like, you didn't see anything. Which this gives like a lot of incentive. Mm-hmm. Like for. You know, to, um, for Teddy and Theo. Teddy, thank you. Yeah. Ted, I was going to say Tony. I'm like, there's no Tony in this show. Uh, for Teddy and Theo to kill Tim. Tim, yeah. Yeah. So they go to Tim right after Zoe dies and say, You didn't see anything. Like, you need to keep your mouth shut. Otherwise, like, you know. say she had an argument with Oscar. Otherwise, like, some people may also be dying like your friend Mabel basically so they coerce him and they basically say you and Mabel are like done for yes if you open your mouth so I think that's why Tim was so apprehensive to even talk to Mabel when she came back because he was scared that if like Teddy found out they were talking and communicating that things would end badly for Mabel right um so that was kind of a protecting yeah we don't know for 100% sure that um, they killed Tim Kono. But, no, no, no. But it sure is looking that But we way. know that they killed Zoe unintentionally. Well, they didn't really kill her. It was more like an accident. But yeah, they are responsible. And someone else got blamed for it. And spent years in prison. Right. So, which is why I do think that Oscar's father may still have been the one to kill Tim because he may have found out that like he wasn't completely truthful in court or something. Anyway, so going back, Charles and Mabel had broken into Teddy's apartment while Theo broke into Oliver's apartment. And Theo kind of was taking photos of all their stuff and was like, look, we're like the number one suspect. We need to figure this out. We can't have them yeah. being suspicious. And Teddy was like, I'll, why are you doing this? Like, you shouldn't have broken into their apartment. Like, I have this under control. Basically, like, scolding his child. Who's a grown man. And then when Charles and Mabel broke into Teddy's, they found the room with a bunch of urns filled with jewelry, 
Which did we, they see the jewelry inside the yes. urns? Yes. Okay. They okay. opened up the urns, saw there was jewelry in the urns, yeah. and then basically pieced out. So basically what this confirms to them is that Teddy is for sure, like, the black market jewelry dealer. Right. So Mabel and Oliver... They just don't know where he's getting it from. But they're about to find out. Because yep. Mabel and Oliver go to the funeral home where Theo works, and they, like, are sitting through this funeral for some random person. And they go and follow... Theo out because they saw him like pushing a cart with urns. So they follow him and find him robbing jewelry off of like the dead people. Yeah. Like they go down into like the morgue basically of the hotel, which is really weird that the hotel has a morgue. I don't think he was actually in the hotel, right? I'm not sure. I think it was just Theo's place of work that they went to. Okay. So yeah, there's a morgue and he is basically taking all the jewelry and putting them in urns. And he sees that they saw him and kidnaps them and throws them in a van. Right. So they're in a van trying to get a hold of Charles, but Charles is on a date with Jan, and they're basically just playing horny Scrabble. Horny Scrabble, which turns into... A little... Sexy time. Yeah. And... Then when Charles finally looks at his phone, he has 11 missed calls and 78 text messages. Yep. And, you know. But he's excited because he they found the killers, basically. Or assume. Yeah. It's like a huge break in the thing, for sure. But my thing is, I we obviously know that they are involved with Zoe's death. I don't think they're going to be the murderers or murderer of Tim Kono. I don't think so either. We have three episodes left, and I think that. Although they just cat kidnapped. Theo just kidnapped two people, so I think because they had kind of been onto them about the thing with Zoe, and he still felt super guilty. And I think, well, that plus the jewelry stealing is obviously not good for them. But I don't believe that Teddy would have like murdered Tim and then become the podcast sponsor. But it is a way for him to steer the conversation when it comes to Zoe's death and Tim right. witnessing his friend's death and everything else. So I am very interested to see how this plays out in the next few episodes. Yeah, me too. And, and you can also find out how it plays out by listening to our next podcast. Next Thursday. On the new episode. IJDHTF.